Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Good morning! Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's time to wake up. I want him to hear. This is the pregame show. Your early morning shot of sports on 95.7. The game. Yes, sir. Good morning, family. I am excited, as Guru would say. For tonight, because we have the Warriors and the Suns. The Suns having won 16 straight. The Warriors right now are the best team in the NBA. It's going to be a bar burner. It's going to be a great matchup. And it's funny to think, because within the NBA last night, and good morning everybody, we're going to get to some football talk later in the program, but I did want to catch up on some different things that happened over the weekend within baseball, and also get to some uh, basketball stuff here. But the Warriors and the Suns are going tonight, and yesterday you had an NBA day which had some good matchups. You had the Nuggets going up against the Heat in that rematch after... The scuffle between Nikola Jokic and Markeith Morris. Now, the Jokic brothers showed up to Miami, and nothing ended up happening after all. But it was an entertaining game overall as Nuggets got the win 120 to 111. The Bulls and the Hornets played. That's a good Eastern Conference matchup. Now, these are two teams, and I don't know what's going to happen with Denver because Michael Porter Jr. is out uh, for the season. But Miami, I expect them to contend within the East. The Hornets, the Bulls, I expect them to contend uh, within the East. I'm not sure about the Nuggets in the West. And tonight, you got the two top teams really in the NBA going at it. But then I look at another matchup from yesterday. And it's the Houston Rockets at home versus the Oklahoma City Thunder. And I just need to play this one clip for you because this did make me laugh. Let's see if you can deduce what happens based on this clip. Now, uh, the Rockets were up big. They were up by 10 at this point, or 15 rather, at this point. And Kevin Porter Jr., one of their players, needed a rebound to get a triple-double. Now, when the Warriors and the Suns and teams like the Nuggets and the Heat, they're playing with a sense of pride because of, well, the Warriors and the Suns have the two best records in the NBA right now, and they're going head-to-head. The Nuggets and the Heat, they had, like I said, three weeks ago, that whole thing with the Jokic brothers and Nikola Jokic and the whole team, Jimmy Butler going at their whole team. There's some weight behind the matchup. But there isn't much between the Rockets and Thunder. And listen to this call. This is what's going on in Houston right now. But hats off to Coach Silas. It's a small victory, but a large one in, you know, creating confidence for these young guys. Oh, oh no. Go get the ball. Go get the ball. 
They just let it, let it drop, and Kevin picked it up. How about Shingu just tipping that rebound to Porter Jr.? There are a couple of things about that clip that get me, because Kevin Porter Jr. was going for a triple-double. He had 21 points. That was his 10th rebound, and he had 11 assists on the day. Now, he was 4 of 17 for uh, shooting overall. That's a solid 23.5%, and he was 1 of 3 from 3. But nevertheless, it's a triple-double within the NBA. But I just like contrasting where the Warriors and the Suns are going to be tonight, and how that game's going to be called uh, nationally. It's going to be on TNT. And then you go and go to Houston, and you hear, no, this is a good Rockets win. This is a good win for that team. This is a good morale booster now that they're getting a win over the Oklahoma City Thunder. Hey, look, go get the ball. Go get the ball. But hatch off to Coach Silas. It's a small victory, but a large one in, you know, creating confidence for these young guys. Oh, oh, it's like, Go get the ball! They just let it, let it drop, and Kevin picked it up. How about Shingu just tipping that rebound to Porter Jr.? The rookie, Shingun, by the way, tip, yeah, he tipped that ball just to let Porter Jr. get the rebound. But just hearing that, it's kind of like Thanksgiving. You know, everyone has the adult table. That's where the other NBA teams are at. Teams like the Rockets, teams like the Thunder. Teams like the Pelicans, they're at the kids' table, although there was a stat as we move on a little bit here, but there was a stat I saw before I move on to some baseball. Now, Steph Curry, he is the only player this season with 35 points, 10 rebounds, and 7 three-pointers in a game. 35 points, 10 rebounds, 7 three-pointers in a game. Steph Curry was the only player to have that stat. Now joining him... Jonas Valanciunas. Valanciunas hitting seven first-half threes. Turns out those will be the only threes that he would make. But he would go 35-10-7. And him and Steph Curry are the only players to do that so far. I just, I don't know. I thought that maybe Dame Lillard would be the guy to, to, to do that. I don't know. Maybe, hell, Jokic. I know Jokic has been hurt these past couple of weeks. Maybe Jokic would be that guy. I don't know. He's not going to knock down seven threes in a game, though. I, I figured maybe Ja Morant, when Ja Morant's healthy. I don't know. But seeing Yodas Valanciunas yesterday, I don't know. The NBA and what they're, what they're rolling out right now, I, I understand that those games kind of stink, but I think the product that they're rolling out is uh, very entertaining because on each of these teams, you have a couple of very, very good players who are just fun to watch in a night-in and night-out basis. I mean, last night I was watching Monday Night Football because it's Monday Night Football, but at the second half when it's Seahawks and Washington – and each team is just going three and out, three and out, three and out. Washington, I'm just gonna, we're just gonna run the ball, but really not score. And it, Seattle just not gonna target DK Metcalf until the final 65 seconds of the game or whatever crazy stat that was. Just some of these games aren't that entertaining, but at the very least with the NBA, if it's not a matchup that has any sort of implication within the conferences, at least you have some fun players to watch. That game last night. I don't know. I just, I mean, Antonio Gibson, watching him run the football, it can be pretty entertaining. Taylor Heineke's a fun quarterback. I don't know what's happened with Russell Wilson on the other side. This matchup that the 49ers have coming up uh, against the Seahawks. We'll get to that later on in the show. Uh, But I can't really figure out this Seahawks team and what they are. I, I really can't. But let's transition to a little bit of baseball here because... You know, I understand they're, they're, they haven't been playing lately. There haven't been games. But tomorrow, excuse me, is it tomorrow? Or what, are, what, are, what are we looking at here with the month? Is it tomorrow? It is tomorrow. So tomorrow, okay, December 1st. Just wanted to make sure. Just wanted to make sure. It's November 30th, and we're getting to December 1st tomorrow. Uh, but all these free agent moves have been happening. And tomorrow, the CBA expires at 12 o'clock Eastern. And there's a chance that this season they might not agree with the CBA. That's the MLB Players Association and Major League Baseball. Apparently the talks have just been terrible. I mean, this what happens tomorrow could decide what happens with the season in terms of it actually being played. 
Now, it has to do with the next four years because that's what the CBA entails is or, you know, it's an agreement on what on the rules for the next four years among baseball. But this is something that could end up in some sort of strike, like in 1994. I, I mean, it's not like I'm saying, oh, yeah, games are automatically going to be missed, but there are going to be some decisions that are made by tomorrow that have to be made by tomorrow. So that's going to be very interesting to keep track of. But all these free agents have started to, to, to be signed. Corey Seager signing a 10-year deal with the Texans Texas Rangers after we just saw Marcus Simeon signed that seven-year deal with them. Robbie Ray, American League Cy Young Award winner, he signed a five-year deal over from Toronto. Now he's in Seattle. Max Scherzer signed the highest average annual value deal of all time with his three-year deal with the Mets that's worth up to $44 million a year, which is just crazy. Starling Marte, he signed a deal with the Mets. But there's one guy who also signed a deal, and that was Kevin Gosman. Kevin Gosman signed his five-year, $110 million deal with the Toronto Blue Jays. And I liked Gosman a lot. If you listen to this show ever during baseball season, you know how much I was in love with that split change that he had because it was really the nastiest two-strike pitch that he had and that the Giants had. Like, that dude, anytime it was in a two-strike count, he was going to be throwing that splitter slash changeup, whatever it is. All I know is it All I know is it had crazy movement, and when you know that that pitch is coming, it's a joy to watch. But right now, he's 30 years old, and I don't know how I'd feel if the Giants would have signed him to a five-year deal. Now, compared to what they've been signing lately... You know, the DiSclefani deal, it doesn't inspire much confidence. Alex Cobb, they're finalizing agreement with Alex Cobb from the Angels. I mean, he's 34 years old. I don't really know what to think of that. Maybe they're hoping that he can be another one of those low-level veteran players who has kind of been forgotten about among the major leagues, but maybe, you know, along with the coaching and, you know, the recruiting pitch that Farhan and Scott Harris have, maybe, you know, Alex Cobb can turn into something. I don't know. But all I do know is that I'm not a big fan of these huge five-year deals for guys who are going to be on the other side of 30 because, you know, these first two years of the deal, they could be good. But also, I'm waiting to see those final three because we've seen what happens with Jeff Samarja. We've seen what happens with Johnny Cueto. When you give these big deals, uh, these long-term deals to these guys, you never know how it's going to work out toward the end of the uh, toward the end of their contract. And Johnny Cueto got to a point where you're not even pitching him in the playoffs. Jeff Samarja, we all know what happened with Jeff Samarja. He was just he just kind of gave up after a while. So, you know, they they did lose out on Kevin Gosman, but a five-year deal is a lot. That being said, they need to find a way to sign a big free agent and sign one soon because that's what you're going to need if you're going to want to compete. I don't think the Padres are going to be the same team that they were last year. I think uh, Bob Melvin is going to create an entirely new culture over there, and I don't know if he can get... Manny Machado and Fernando Tatis Jr. to settle their differences because they were fighting a lot last season. But I don't think that they're going to be another third place. I don't think they're a perennial third place National League West team. I think they're a lot better than what they showed last year. The Dodgers are the Dodgers. I'm glad they didn't sign Max Scherzer because another three years of Max Scherzer, I think he could still deal in those three years. And I understand that it's a ton of money. And I understand he's making more than anybody else. Garrett Cole is the next pitcher up. He's making an average of $36 million a year. And that deal is not has not gone well. But Scherzer's making 43.3. That's crazy. Um, but the Dodgers are going to be the same team as they were really last season. I mean, they can, they can make up for it uh, without having Scherzer or Corey Seager on their team. So the Giants have to make some sort of move coming up. And that might be the most obvious thing to say. But Chris Bryant still has yet to be signed. Carlos Correa still has yet to be signed. Uh, Freddie Freeman, don't know what's going on with him. 
Marcus Stroman is a free agent. He's over at the Mets right now. He's unsigned. I don't know if they're going to sign him to a new deal. Trevor Story, Chris Taylor, Javier Baez, Nick Castellanos. If you're not signing Chris Bryant, I want to see the Giants sign Nick Castellanos. I think that he's just hitting his stride now within baseball. And I understand he was playing in Cincinnati, which is a bandbox, as they say. But he was also playing in Detroit which is not exactly a band box, and he was putting up numbers in Detroit. So I think he could put some numbers up as a righty over in San Francisco. Uh, they they need to make some sort of move here as all these teams are signing deals. And when you're signing, you know, when, when you let Kevin Gosman walk and you got Anthony DiSclefani and Alex Wood and Alex Cobb, I don't know. It's just it just doesn't feel like they took really a step forward. It doesn't feel like they took an entire step back, but maybe a half a step back with signing those two guys because DiSclefani and Alex Wood, you know, what they did in the regular season. There's there's a reason why they had 107 wins on the year. The Giants, that is, and that's because of guys like DiSclefani and Alex Wood who were able to give them some good outings every now and then, at least in the first half of the season, and with everyone else for DiSclefani besides the Dodgers. So I want to see them make some sort of move is really where I'm getting at. But tomorrow, the CBA, that's the deadline for it to be signed and printed and handed in, whatever. We'll see what happens tomorrow, 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern. All right, coming up next, Debo Samuel. I want to actually talk about that. Plus, there was an Ian Rappaport tweet Really, it was well, it was a tweet of him on NFL Network prior to Sunday morning, and we talked about uh, we talked about it a little bit yesterday. But are we really asking the question now? Is it worth it for the 49ers to win a Super Bowl if that means Jimmy Garoppolo is still your starter in 2022? Is that really the question we're going to ask? I'll explain why next. Steve Langford did on the pregame show, 95.7 of the game. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now back to the pregame show on 95.7 The Game. Here's Stephen Langford. All right, I want your participation here, 49er fans, at 888-957-9570, and all football fans, but this is primarily going to be 49ers here. 
Now, Ian Rappaport, I'm going to play this sound, and I'm sure you've heard it already. But are we at the point now where we're asking the question for this season if it means the 49ers go on a Super Bowl run that Garoppolo's the starter in 2022? Do you want that? We always have that hypothetical in radio which is, you know, the difference between winning now and planning for the future. Would you rather be a Super Bowl team now or would you rather and and not make it to the playoffs the next five years or would you rather just have 10 straight years of playoff appearances? And that's a question that's an interesting hypothetical that always gets some good responses. But now it seems like it's turned to if the 49ers do go on a Super Bowl run, then that means Garoppolo is going to be the starter in 2022. Because here's what Ian Rappaport, NFL Network insider, had to say on NFL Network prior to the morning slate of games on Sunday. He was giving an update on the 49ers and where they're at with Jimmy Garoppolo. 49ers coach Kyle Shanahan opened the door a little bit this week for Jimmy Garoppolo potentially coming back in 2022. Allow me to shut that door. Absent a Super Bowl run, which is at this point still theoretically possible, this is the 49ers' plan next season. Start Trey Lance, trade Jimmy Garoppolo. Not a surprise there. They've been pretty upfront about that. What Garoppolo is doing now is increasing the value of picks the 49ers get in a trade involving him and make it more likely that a place he wants to go would want to take him. Now, Grant Cohn asked the question after the game. You all know Grant Cohn. He asked Jimmy at the podium if Jimmy had even heard about this report or seen this report, and that was clearly the first time that he'd heard it because he completely avoided the question, just said, I hadn't heard that, then just kind of awkwardly laughed at it. But I think he's going to understand now, this week, what they were talking about because he didn't seem like he really knew. Now... I I just wonder, are we really at that point, though, this season where we're asking the question, would you rather stick with Jimmy Garoppolo here for next year if it means you go on a Super Bowl run? Because, Because that's really where it's at right now. That's where the line is. It's Super Bowl run. Or you're going to be with Lance in 2022 and beyond and you can go as planned because that's what the 49ers plan has been all along, right? It has been for these, uh, for ever since they traded away these picks, ever since they traded or they swapped the first rounder, then traded the next two first rounders for the next two years, while also adding a third rounder in there. Don't forget about that third rounder. Third rounder is pretty valuable uh, with the 49ers. They're good at making these picks after the first uh, after the first two rounds. They seem to hit on quite a lot of them, but maybe not this season because unfortunately Trey Sermon uh, is going to be out for an extended period of time. But this was their plan all along. Was it not to possibly get Garoppolo's trade value up there and then start Lance next season in 2022? However, Your window is only open for so long, and when I look at everyone in the NFL right now, when I see these two teams that they're putting on Monday Night Football, I'm sure when they scheduled it, they were hoping for a, I I don't know, they were hoping for a healthy Russell Wilson to go up against a front four in the Washington football team that includes... Jonathan Allen and Chase Young and all those guys, Montez Sweat. But it turns out that, you know, Chase Young is out for the season and that defensive front just has not looked the same all year. And and, and those two teams were expected to be contending within the NFC. But when I really look at it, and it's not just the NFC too, it's the AFC. The Ravens and the Patriots are right at the top, the top two teams in the AFC. The Ravens with Lamar Jackson have been okay on offense but really it's their defense that has been uh that that's been doing wonders i mean they were able to just completely stop nick chubb by putting eight in the box and Derek baker mayfield to throw it and baker just couldn't do anything about it so the ravens right now are eight and three the patriots are eight and four the titans without derrick henry are eight and four the Chiefs and the Bengals and the Bills are all 7-4. and four. You expect the Chiefs and the Bills to maybe be at the top there within the AFC, but who knows? It's pretty wide open right now, and anyone, I mean, pretty much anyone you name 
besides the Dolphins, the Jets, the Texans, or the Jaguars, or really the Steelers, it doesn't seem like there, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of parity going on within the AFC, and then within the NFC, you got the Cardinals at nine and two, and I'm really curious to see what they look like with. Kyler Murray back, and I think they've really been slow playing DeAndre Hopkins. All those wins that they've stacked up early on in the year. DeAndre's never been, uh, he's never really been hurt like this in his career before. So I really think with those wins stacked up, they just felt that they could, you know, take some time off with him and ease him back until he's really 100%. The Packers and the Buccaneers, those two teams look really good right now. But other than that, Cowboys, Rams, Washington, Vikings, Falcons, Saints. I just think it's very easy. Not easy, but I think you can squeak your way into the wild card. And I think it's, you know, you can play Dream Killer. You can, any team in the NFC right now that's at the top, whether it's the Cardinals, the Packers, or the Buccaneers, I think those three fan bases right now are very excited about what can happen within the playoffs. But if you're the 49ers, you can play the stopper to that. Now, I'm just, but if they go on a Super Bowl run, this means you're going to be with Garoppolo in 2022. That's really what I'm hearing from Ian Rappaport. Or else they're just going to trade him for a bevy of picks and maybe you'll get even more in return than what you traded him for, which was uh, just a second rounder. But, man, if I'm hearing that, first off, why did this report even come out? Why was, who spoke? What is the point of getting this to an insider? Because these guys have their sources, and it's not like you know he's just snooping around and trying to trying to dig something up. They wanted to get this message out there. So what does it? Why? That that's my main question. Why? But also, does that mean that if they do go on a Super Bowl run, that Garoppolo is going to be the starter in twenty twenty two? Because I just don't think they expected to be in this spot. Now, I spoke about DeAndre Hopkins earlier uh, being injured, and the the Cardinals have been an injury-riddled team. Well, it looks like the the 49ers really were just about as healthy as they've been in a while uh, when they had everybody on the field. And look what's happened. It's translated into three wins in a row. But listen to this opening statement from Kyle Shanahan's press conference. Normally how they start these things out is... They go through the injuries. And, you know, whenever you're in ba- with baseball, uh, you might get a question here or there, like, why'd you take the guy off the base pass in the seventh inning? Or why'd you take the starter out early? You know, like for Kevin Gosman, for example, they took him out, you know, after four innings. And they were thinking, why? Why are you taking him out after four? He, he was looking good. Turns out he has a little bit of a wrist injury. Why are you taking Wilmer Flores off the base pass? Ah, you know, he kind of tweaked his hamstring a little bit. We wanted to save him for the next days because we're going to need some right-handed bats. Uh, so that's what happened with Wilmer. He'll be fine. But listen to Kyle Shanahan. This just goes to show the difference between football and all the other sports. All right, guys. Um, injuries from the game. Dre, Dre Greenlaw, um, irritation of his core muscle. Same injuries had. He irritated. It will it'll be day-to-day. See how this week goes. Tavius Street had a wrist sprain. He's day-to-day. Fred Warner had a hamstring strain. Um, expected him. Uh, he'll be out this week. Um, hopefully be back the next one. Marcel Harris, he's in the concussion protocol. Debo Samuel has growing strains, really similar to Fred. Um, expected to miss one to two weeks. Um, Trey Sermon had an ankle sprain. It's not high, um, but it was a pretty bad one. He'll be out for a little while. Um, that was it from the game. That's it. That's it. Just Trey Greenlaw, who made his return to the linebacker position. Kentavious Street, who's a good piece to have on that D-line. Fred Warner. Fred Warner, your Pro Bowl linebacker. Marcel Harris, who, when you got a depleted secondary, uh, and 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 you know you may need a safety, Marcel Harris can be there. He's been playing a little more linebacker this year, but he's in concussion protocol. Debo Samuel, who's been your MVP this year, Trey Sermon, the third round pick, where everyone wants him to 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 get into the game, and and he's been hurt pretty much a lot of the season. I I I, I mean. <laughs> 
Football. Football's just crazy. But I want to talk about that Debo uh, injury on the other side. 888 That's the text line and the phone number. How much does this injury to Debo Samuel worry you for the future? If it can remain one to two weeks, uh, what are you thinking as a 49er fan? 888 Because this next week where they're going up against the Seahawks, I mean, good Lord. That team, I cannot figure out. We'll get to that next, plus some basketball talk, because we got the Warriors and the Suns tonight, the two best teams in the NBA, going head-to-head on national television. Cannot wait for that game, which is 14 hours from now. Stephen Lightford did on the pregame show, 95.7 The Game. Now back to the pregame show on 95.7 The Game. Here's Stephen Langford. Good morning, everybody. Stephen Langford in with you. And in about 10 minutes, we're going to talk Warriors versus Suns, the two best teams within the NBA right now. They're at the top of the standings in the Western Conference as well as the Eastern Conference. The Suns have won 16 straight. The Warriors have had the best point differential in the third quarter by a large margin as well as the fourth quarter. Although the Suns are very good in clutch moments. This is the most anticipated regular season matchup so far. Warriors versus Suns. It was Warriors-Nets. You know, when they were going up against Brooklyn, everyone was paying attention to that matchup. But now Warriors-Suns, knowing that these two teams have been the best in the NBA. Tonight. I can't wait. Can't wait for that. But I do want to talk a little bit more about uh, Debo Samuel and the injury. Because yesterday we got the news that it wasn't a tear or anything. That he's going to be out for the next one to two weeks. And here were the, you know, a little bit of extra details uh, that Kyle Shanahan had to give out. Uh, Yes, that's what I was kind of telling you guys last night that I hoped for. um, That it was just a strain. And um, strains usually... You know, anywhere from one to two weeks, which I think was very good news considering what it could have been. And it's what he's experienced previously. When he got hurt, that was the look of a person who knows what type of injury he has. I mean, when, for example, when Jason Verrett uh, tore his ACL, Jason Verrett was a guy where you, he's had the, uh, he's experienced that injury before. Unfortunately, he's experienced a lot of injuries over his career. So he knows what happened, and he knows the uh, impact, the extent of that injury and the fact that he'd probably be out for the year. Now, Debo, he knew that it was his hamstring, but he also seemed toward that end of the fourth quarter, he seemed to be in such high spirits. You know, normally when you, you get a guy like, let's say, Darren Waller, for example, on Thanksgiving against the Cowboys, after he suffered his injury, and luckily that's not a season-ending one, but he was on the, he was on the sideline in his hoodie, just quiet, not even talking to anybody, mouth closed, uh, he looked like he was thinking about a lot of things. You know, a lot was going through his head. And luckily, the you know, the MRI the next morning showed that it wasn't a season-ending injury. So there's some relief there. And Debo, in that fourth quarter, I think with him, you know, being the water boy for Elijah Mitchell and looking at Shanahan's play sheet, I mean, there was this one shot where the, uh, the, the chain gang was on the side, the guy holding the, you know, the down marker. And it was at third down or something. And the, the judge, the line judge, was was writing something under that fourth down marker. And Debo slightly looks at it. So he seemed to be in high spirits. But for these next one to two weeks, whatever it is, you are going to be missing an element to your run game. And Michael Irvin, who joins Damon and Ratto weekly, he was on yesterday and here's what he had to say about that run game and the fact that Garoppolo's getting going too. When you have the running game going and your defense playing and you're asking Garoppolo hey, just, just give us give us a good clean two, 240, 250. That's all we need. We don't need you to light it all up. We don't need you to, to throw it all around the house. Just give us a clean game. You know, that's the formula for San Francisco winning. And, and, and I'm going to tell you something, man. 
I had a feeling that, 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 that those, those last few spots over there in the playoffs, I got, I got to run down to the wire with Philadelphia and San Francisco for that playoff spot. And then Irvin continued, because you hear that and say, we don't need you to do too much, Garoppolo. Let us handle the run game. Just make sure you're accurate on third down wherever, whenever we're in third down situations. We'll run it on the first two downs, even though the defense knows we're going to run it. We're not going to have you pass on first down. We're going to try and get some positive yardage these first couple of downs, and we're just going to need you to throw that quick slant on third down and make sure you're accurate with it. But then Michael Irvin continued, and here's what he had to say about Shanahan and his play calling. When the groove commingles with the confidence, like, oh, man, the play caller's in a groove, and, boy, everybody now is getting confidence about their game. You're seeing some of that in New England. And I say whenever you start winning and winning on a, winning on, 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 on a deep enough level, then levels are affected. So I get role players that become big-time players. I get big-time players that start playing like stars. I get stars that turn into superstars, and then you get people like me and Emmett and Troy who are triplets that go on to iconic states. Everybody moves the level up. And the same thing in San Francisco. Yeah, you're you're calling the right plays, but you're in the groove calling the right plays, but each play that's getting called is giving the players more and more confidence, and it becomes an avalanche. That's how this thing how this thing happened. <laughs> uh, I love it. I love it. Now, when I hear those two clips, when I hear about Shanahan being in a groove with play calling, when I hear that the run game can take care of the majority of the offense can be taken care of with the run game. Garoppolo, we just need you to be accurate, really, on these third downs, maybe on the second and longs, depending on the situation that we get in. If one of us has a penalty on offense, then we're going to need you to throw the ball when we're in a possibly even first and 15. But with those two clips. The reason that I think that you're able to have that luxury where you don't need your quarterback to do too much and also for your head coach to be in a play-calling groove, it all has to do with the fact that Debo Samuel got moved to running back. It has everything to do with that because it brings this other element that the defense isn't ready for and then when Debo Samuel possibly lines up in the slot, you don't know if he's going to motion Behind the running back, you don't know if he's going to run a route, but you want to keep your eyes on Debo Samuel. Now you don't necessarily have that. I think Brandon Ayuk's been fantastic these past couple of games, but I also think that he's benefited from having some wide-open space that's created by Debo Samuel. And Elijah Mitchell, I think Elijah Mitchell is a damn good back, but... You can't overlook the fact that these stats that he's gotten these past couple of games, now he looked very good against the Colts as well as the Bears. And the Colts is a is one that really stands out because the Colts are a damn good uh, run defense. But these past couple of weeks, I mean, 27 attempts for 91 yards against the Rams. 27 attempts for 133 yards against the Vikings. Now you're going up against a Seahawks team who... Their defense is odd because they're one of the worst pass defenses in the league, and they're also one of the worst run defenses in the league. I think they're ranked 22nd in uh, average run yards given up per game. But then they're also 7th in points given up per game. They've only given up 21 a game this year. So they give up a lot of yards, and they, you know, they, they give up, whether it's passing or rushing, But then when it comes to the points, they don't give that many up. And maybe that has something to do with the defense in the red zone. Need to look a little more deep into that. But that's what you saw last night if you watched any of that game. You saw the Washington football team just try to run the ball down their throat because the Seahawks, they weren't keeping any time of possession. And Washington being a team that has... The reason that they won that Buccaneers game is because they were able to run out the clock with, uh, with what, nine minutes left in that fourth quarter? And they were just able to run the ball and do it in four to five yard totes. So I, I wonder what that's going to look like. And, you know, the, the Seahawks just don't look like a great team right now. I mean, that first half, you know, they, they had the big pass to Tyler Lockett, which ended up leading to a touchdown. But then in the second half, it was just three and out, three and out, three and out. And they don't look the same when it's Alex Collins in the backfield as opposed to Chris Carson.
I think Chris Carson uh, brings a totally another uh, a, a whole other element to that team, kind of like Debo Samuel, except not nearly uh, the same gravity as Debo Samuel brings. But if you if you miss out on having these players, that completely changes up your offense. And I think that Chris Carson helps that offense go along with a healthy a healthy Russell Wilson, but. Debo Samuel, these past three games, has been electric. In these past two, I mean, he's only had three total targets with two receptions. Yet, doesn't it feel like every single offensive play, it's Debo who's the focus? Yeah, I, I, I'm telling. I'm going to continue to go back to this random first down run uh, in the in the in the third quarter with this 49ers game. It was just it was a, you know just a second and seven, and it was an Elijah Mitchell first down. You saw those a lot in that game, but it was a play where Debo was lined up on the right side of the formation. Jimmy Garoppolo motions him. They call it the orbit motion. If you want to get all technical with football. And he goes about five yards behind the running back. Now the defense is possibly thinking, oh, there's a chance that they could toss this to Debo, or they're just going to hand it off to Elijah Mitchell. But Harrison Smith, the safety, is focusing so much on that toss to Debo that he's not even paying attention to the running back. Creates a lane, Elijah Mitchell gets it, first down, easy, boom. You're not going to have that when Debo Samuel's not in. And this is going to be... One of the first times that we've seen this team uh, with Kittle and Juszczyk, but without Debo. I, I mean, I think those three guys are huge. I haven't even given uh, uh, credit to Kittle yet. Kittle has completely changed things up, too, within that run game, as well as the, the offensive line. It seems like when they know Debo's getting the ball, they're blocking their hardest because they know that if they create some sort of lane for him, that he's just going to run right through it and defenders are going to bounce off him. So I, I'm 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 worried about this injury. However, I think this is a very winnable game uh, against the Seahawks. They just don't look like the same team to me. Now, somebody uh, here on the text line at 888-957-9570, this is a very good point from the 408. Even with Debo, Warner healthy, it'll come down to the last two minutes with Wilson on, Wilson on, Wilson on offense, on fourth and long, dodges tackles left and right, throws into the end zone, caught by a Seattle wide receiver in triple coverage. Seattle wins, just like Butcher Boy. I hate I hate Russell Wilson. That's a great text from the 925. Uh, Debo, or excuse me, from the 707. Debo is a big loss, but Fred Warner is the real problem here. Top five linebacker in the league and the quarterback of our defense. But I, I do think that you can at least make up for it against the Seahawks team because where your deficiency at is going to be keeping Josh Norman in the game. I don't know how. I, I mean, I, I just assume that the Seahawks game plan is pretty simple. It's make sure you target DK Metcalf before the third quarter. I, they didn't give him a. I mean, they didn't give him any targets yesterday. It was one of the weirdest. It's it's, it's so stupid. You have this. Big wide receiver, DK Metcalf, just get him the ball. I mean, the, the 49ers figured out that the the secret sauce, the, the, the secret ingredient, the thing that makes them work, just get the ball into Debo's hands and let him work. And then that's going to open things up for guys like Ayuk and, hell, Jawan Jennings. I'll throw him in there, too. And the running back, Elijah Mitchell, who I've mentioned, I feel like I've said his name about 60 times in this last hour. But why don't they get the ball to DK Metcalf? That's what I assume is going to be the game plan for the Seahawks. And where's the Seahawks? I was thinking about this on the way in. Why not run just a gimmicky defense if you're the Seahawks against Jimmy Garoppolo? Because I'm seeing something where these past five games, he's got the highest average yards per throw at 8.3. And I'm thinking to myself, well, yeah, but that's because... He throws it eight yards every single pass. If you throw it eight yards every single pass, you're going to average out eight yards. So I I have the idea for Seattle here. Seattle, if you're listening to the pregame show at 5.52 in the morning in San Francisco, first off, why? But second off, take my advice. Just, Just go in a dime package the entire game, get six DBs, and just line them all up eight yards beyond the line of scrimmage and just rush with three. Just line them up eight yards eight yards on the line of scrimmage every time because you're going to be right where he'll throw the ball. Just line up six guys right there <laughs> at the eight, eight yards beyond the line of scrimmage. 
That's how you play defense against Garoppolo. That's really what he could do. But you're going to need more from him. Without Debo there, you're going to have to have other guys, you know, step up. I mean, when you're gonna, I don't know if they're going to run that trick play again, that that failed trick play, which we haven't talked about because it ended in a in a penalty. I hope they do try it again because I guarantee you, if uh, Kittle didn't get tripped up on that penalty, you remember that trick play, right? I mean, I think the. Uh, um, Excuse me, the Vikings, they did run the trick play. They ran it against them. But the 49ers tried doing that, you know, oh, we're going to throw a little, uh, throw a pass to the wide receiver. It's going to look like a screen, but really, it's behind the line of scrimmage, so it's okay. We're going to have that wide receiver toss it to the other side, and then we're going to have Kittle wide open down the field, and we're going to have a, a wide receiver try and throw the football. Now, if Kittle didn't get knocked down, I think that would have been a touchdown. I, I, I guarantee it, actually, that it would have been a touchdown, and it was a good uh, thing that, that that flag was thrown. But take more chances like that. You know, take a deep shot uh, with Garoppolo. I know that uh, he, he, we make all I make all these jokes about him averaging eight yards a throw, but after all, he is an NFL quarterback. He is an NFL quarterback. He's he should be able to throw a ball thirty to forty yards. Just heave it up. And try and let the let the wide receivers make a play and possibly draw a defensive pass interference. I hate that rule. I hate the oh the ball place of the spot of the foul rule. I, I can't stand it. I can't stand it. But it is the rule, and you might as well take advantage of it. That's what I expect them to do against the Seahawks. Now, I've mentioned all these stats and how they played, but we we all know this. When it comes to a division game, stats can just go out the window. Right, I mean, they you 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 play in in something where the Seahawks feel like I really don't know what they're playing for. Actually, I'm, I'm trying to think of something off the top of my head. I guess they're trying to just get a win over a division rival and not be the laughing stock of the NFC West. I guess that's what they're playing for right now. But division games are just different. They're always different, and it stinks that Debo's not going to be in because watching him on a weekly basis, when you just take a step back and you. You know, we don't talk about the Garoppolo future and all that. If we're just if we're just thinking purely from a football fan standpoint, Debo's been so fun to watch this year, and the way that they've used him and motioned him. Watching Kyle Shanahan get into a groove, it's great. When he's in his bag, and they're just constantly, and I'm not, I'm not going to use that cliche anymore, by the way. Too many people are saying Kyle Shanahan's in his bag. Need to come up with something new there. Uh, but when he's in a groove, as Michael Irvin mentioned, and you got Debo Samuel on the field, man, that offense is a lot of fun to watch. It's a lot of fun to watch. From the 209, who is the deep threat receiver? You're going to hate me saying this, 209. You are really going to hate me saying this. Well, for one, Brandon Ayuk can actually be that guy. When Debo Samuel was hurt and you had Brandon Ayuk in, everyone's talking about the differences between Ayuk and Debo, and the difference was Ayuk can be that deep threat, but the other guy I'm going to mention, 209, you're going to hate it. And Kyle Shanahan mentioned it in his conference call. I didn't play the sound for you, but he also mentioned it too in Debo's absence. He's going to hope Travis Benjamin gets some snaps. And if you are not just having Travis Benjamin run a nine route, run a go route on every single snap that he takes. What are we doing? What are we doing? I still think they're going to be able to run the football because this Seahawks team, they tend to give up a lot of rushing yards, even though they only give up 21 points a game. It's just super odd. But I I, I really think if you have Travis Benjamin in there, you better be just running him deep, heave it up there, and try and hope for a defensive pass interference because that's, you know, that's sometimes what it comes down to. And it worked. Worked for the Raiders on Thanksgiving against the Cowboys. Their game plan was, hey, Anthony Brown's on Deshaun Jackson or Zay Jones. We'll heave it up. <laughs> let's just let's just see the wide receivers try and draw this pass interference penalty. Oh, man, from the 5-1-0, we call that defense the Fremont Special. Shout out to you, Zucci, man. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's basically what we used to play back over at uh, Warm Springs Elementary on the flag football field. Back at Irvington. Shout out to Irvington High School. I never really talk about my high school all that much. But we are talking about the NFL, and we have NBA coming up. the NBA coming up tonight. Now, I want to play this sound for you one more time. When we got 
these two juggernauts in the Western Conference with the Warriors and the Suns, the most anticipated regular season matchup uh, so far this season. I mean, I, could, I guess the Nuggets and the Heat were one of those matchups because of what happened with Jokic and that scuffle, but nothing came of that. I guess um, the Lakers and the Pistons, people were waiting for that after the whole LeBron-Isaiah Stewart thing, but nothing came of it. I just want you to hear this sound because the Warriors and the Suns going to be talking very seriously about it. In the end of the game, it's going to be excitement. It's going to be intense. It's going to be heart-pounding. The type of game that could possibly get you to bite your nails in the fourth quarter. But listen to what happened at the end of the Rockets and Thunder game here. The Rockets were up by 15. Kevin Porter Jr., one of their young guards who they're hoping to make something out of. He was on his way to a triple-double. And listen to this sound. This is what's going on in Houston right now. But hats off to Coach Silas. It's a small victory, but a large one in, you know, creating confidence for these young guys. Oh, oh no! Go get the ball! It's like- Go get the ball! They just let it, let it drop, and Kevin picked it up. How about Shingu just tipping that rebound to Porter Jr.? That's what's going on in Houston right now. Just teams helping their players get a rebound by tipping it to them. So not officially getting the rebound in the stat sheet, but tipping it to their teammates so that they can get a triple-double. Oh, man. I don't know if that made me laugh more or if the fact that Jonas Valanciunas is the only other player besides Steph Curry this season to go 35-10, uh, 35 points, 10 rebounds, and it makes seven three-pointers. Just what a what a wild NBA day yesterday. But the Warriors and the Suns, I want to see how they fare out in the second half because um, I, when I look at the quarter differentials, I'm all over the point differentials here. Um, In the third quarter, obviously, the Warriors lead by such a large margin, and they actually lead uh, within the fourth quarter, too. But the Suns are within the top five in the first and second quarters in terms of point differential, but also their clutch stats toward the end of the game. They got Chris Paul, uh, uh, Devin Booker, Jay Crowder, Mikhail Bridges have been very good in clutch situations. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.